Hey everybody, Matt Ham here. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Wake Up Our Faith. On today's episode, we dive into part two of our conversation about dreaming with God by posing this challenging question, whose idea are you? We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside-down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams with you on this wonderful Wednesday here. We are the co-founders of Uprint, faith and personal development organization based right here in Wilmington, as well as our nonprofit uh, innovative charitable movement known as the Life Center. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Big Talker Studios, and of course the show's rebroadcast every Saturday and Sunday on 106.7 FM, Wilmington's Big Talker. Kevo. Hey, hey. Good morning, brother. Yeah, back at you. Yeah, so happy Wednesday. We uh, got a whole good day ahead of us, man. We've been, uh, you know, walking through this concept of uh, dreaming with God and getting past the obstacles of fear, caution, you know, the cult of caution. We've had some great shows lately, really powerful, very impactful with kind of the state and condition of the world around us. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of carrying on today with this idea of whose idea are you? So, yeah, we're talking about, uh, we've been, we, if you back up, we've talked quite a bit about, uh, especially the last, I don't know, seven, eight kind of shows. Uh, we've walked through a process that comes into the personal discipleship, mentoring, coaching, counseling, whatever you want to call it, relationships. And that is the word, a joy, uh, time of thanksgiving, then desire, the desires of your heart, or dreaming with God time. And this is a process that we teach, and uh, a really amazing process. It's simple. It's quality. But... My point in that is we have walked through this quite a bit. I mean, there's way more to it, but uh, so now we're at that point where we've been talking about the dreaming. So I call it, it's not what would Jesus do, although it does kind of ring that, but it's it's W, J, and D, meaning uh, the word, the written word, time of joy, which is Thanksgiving, mm. and Dreaming with God or the desire time that you spend with Him uncovering those things. So I, I like that's the first time I've heard you say it that way. It's not <laughs> WWJD, it's WJD. Time in the Word, time in joy, and time dreaming with God. Yes. And uh, it doesn't take a lot of time either. He didn't ask much of us. You know, a little first fruits here and there. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's pretty uh, pretty easy on us. But, but anyway, uh, so we've kind of walked through that. That's all I'm saying. Back weeks. You know, I don't know how many we've done, but we started kind of with the word and the importance of that. So, <clears throat> but it's not your typical stuff. Uh, it's deeper. And uh, anyway, so today we're continuing with the idea of dreaming with God and what does that look like? And one of the obstacles I run into all the time is this overwhelming thing that people run into. It's like, you know, having a, a blank piece of paper or a... <clears throat> You know, or so, you know, somebody wants to write a book, and where do you start? Or paint a picture, and they have a blank canvas. They don't really. It's overwhelming, I think. <clears throat> so we, we've been working through what that looks like, and how to flip that over, and really begin to dream with God. And and, and uh, so anyway, that's the context. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we want to move people beyond the stale, stagnant, comfortable Christianity. 
you know, get on with it kind of idea. Right. Stop living by fear. Stop living stuck. Stop living yes. with excuses and actually move forward in your walk. Right. And it's not just a traditional, hey, do this devotional each day or memorize the scripture yeah. or go to church. Exactly. It's actually beginning to engage God from an intimate place. Yes. And so we're walking through this concept of what we teach in our one-to-one discipleship. Right. And so we're landing on this idea of dreaming with God which we've said previously is a lot of folks never even consider what that even means. And, yeah. you know, we've even said we have right. other people who said they feel guilty for doing that. And, yeah. and so we're getting yeah. beyond those. Selfish. Ex- yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff. Sorry, I'm working on my chair here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I think it began with, we, we talked about some of the obstacles. Uh, you, you, there's nothing without obstacles. Uh, so we we want to continue to work through that, and uh, you know we we talked mostly about that last week. This week we want to talk more about the dreaming process, um, but we we continue to, uh, to to we need to toss in that idea that uh, you know there there are always obstacles, and uh, we have to embrace them, and uh, that <clears throat> that's just part of this journey, um, and it's good. It uh, doesn't mean it's always fun or easy, but it, it's always worthwhile. And, uh, I mean, God knows what he's doing. So mm. <clears throat> part of that uh, obstacle, as we talked about last week, is got to get my specs on here, <laughs> um, is, is it's, a lot of it's based on those three fears, and we have to remember that those things are not, they're not, uh, they're from the enemy, but we don't have to make them our enemy. And uh, you, you keep that stuff out of your heart by, you have a choice, in other words. You, you don't have to just receive the things around you. But using a bunch of cliches and stuff, most people have heard a hundred, a thousand times, uh, it doesn't really help anybody because you kind of get an internal eye roll. Uh, so we have to use a different language. We have to experience God. We have to really go deeper and treat him like uh, like he's real, like we really believe in him. Um, and I think we're at a place in, in our, at least in our short-term history, where, like never before, this needs to be stepped into with a heart first, head last. What do you think most people <laughs> think experiencing God looks like? Well, I think most people are... They, every, we all have a, a, an idea of ourselves, uh, one in one way or the other. It's it's not necessarily the person you see in the mirror, uh, but it's it it's we have to get past how other people see us and how we see ourselves even, and we have to begin to understand how God sees us. So experiencing God is digging into that, um, but but how how would you? Uh, embrace that you would have to feel it you 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 can't I, somebody said not too long ago well you can't just lean on your feelings and you know i've heard that crap all my life and it's like uh you know my question back to this fellow was well tell me what your relationship with god is without feeling how do you have one if you can't feel him mm. in his presence and uh, you what you run into is a brick wall uh, well i don't know so you can't just throw that out. So experiencing God is like experiencing any other relationship. It's deeper, more profound, because he created us. 
But it's just like me asking you, how do you experience your wife? Mm-hmm. Or how do you experience your children? It's, it's not any different. In fact, these are lesser versions of it that he gave us as a training ground for our relationship with him. So that's, uh, I think that's a, it's a great question. I think the key point to make, though, is people are trying to experience God in the wrong way. That's, that's what right. I'm alluding to. Yes. Is that people right. experience God by doing rote habits. Yes. And going to church or watching a sermon right. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then some people say, well, I experience God in nature or when I'm, you know. And I think right. that there are elements of that right. that are certainly, like yeah. I could say, you know, I experience my wife by going to a basketball game with her or a football game with her. Like that's something we do together. Right. We experience. But it's so much more than just the activity itself. Mm-hmm. There's an individual there that you yeah. have to have relationship with and intimacy right. with. And yeah. so I think the inherent challenge for most folks that we walk with when they come in the door, it's they've, they've equated experiencing God to activities and behavior and events right. instead of actually a tangible, um, you know, person, you know, entity that they right. can walk with. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not a, I mean, your wife has a personality. Your children have personalities. And you have a role in that, um, and uh, it's different with God, but it, it's not different fundamentally. That you're you when you date, you are uncovering and experiencing their personality. You're going after it. Mm. You're trying to know what it's about, and uh, you know, work with a lot of different people, even even married people who don't fully understand their partner, and a lot of it's just getting up underneath that and helping them understand who that person really is. Mm. So, and it's, it's very healing, but yeah, I, I would say it, it's, it's experience, experiencing God. I don't want to overuse the word because, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it'll turn into the same thing, but it's, it's about uncovering his personality, mm. which he wants you to know. So there's, there's no real obstacle here except for the enemy. All right. But, uh, you know, I think another way to title this this idea or this show is to begin when you have that moment. In other words, you spend time in the Word. You you delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So how, do, how does that look? Well, you, you spend time in the Word in a profound way that you experience it. It doesn't have to be hours. You spend time in thanksgiving. That that's all you're doing, but it's deep. It's meditative. You think about these things, and you think about him, and you're deeply thankful. You have to feel that. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. That's how he made us. Uh, you know. So it's from him. We need to embrace that. Now you have some time that I call desire or dream time. You want to spend time with him, asking him more about that and digging in. Um, it's not vision board. It's not flat. It's not one-dimensional. It's not pie chart, man. It's not I control this. It's organic. But you play a part in it. It's like hide and seek. And uh, God does that. He draws us to him. Mm. So anyway, that's the big context for it. But, you know, we, it's dreaming. Um, I'm not talking about necessarily sleeping and prophetic dreams or bad pizza. I'm talking about intentional time spent with God beyond your time in the Word, beyond being thankful to him, and where you are going back to that childlike place and um, 
petitioning him in a, in a different kind of way, mm. in a way with great expectation. So that's what this show's about, but we're calling it, you know, whose idea are you? I think most people think they are their own idea by default mm. or the idea of other people. Or they don't even think about that at all. They never considered it. Well, they're, yeah. Um, but, but anyone who's hungry, uh, maybe they haven't used those words, but uh, most people use the words of, I want to know who I am. I want to know my identity. So you can plug those words in. Gotcha. From the, somebody who's stepping in. The same motive is there. The same God-shaped hole is there in everybody, whether they say it or recognize it. So that's why it's there. We, God wants us to know. Mm-hmm. This isn't a secret that he's keeping from us, um, but we have to participate. So there's a lot to it. But, uh, you know, the beginning of, of uncovering who you are, you know, he says, ask, seek, knock, and he makes promises attached to that. Um, this isn't where you are having to manipulate or figure out or it's not about um, begging him. It's about uncovering things that are already done. So when you think about this, the idea is whose idea are you? And I, I know most people don't think about that. So that's why it's, I think it's, it's necessary to go there. Mm. It's a helpful teaching tool. So a lot of people come to the table going, I want to know my purpose I want to know right. my why. Right. I want to know what I'm here for. I right. want to know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And you're turning that around on that generic, general, cultural yes. question and saying, okay, if you want to know who you are, if right. you want to know your why, if you want to know your purpose, right. start here. Whose idea are you? Exactly. Good. Okay. That's yeah. good clarification of that mm-hmm. process that people are walking through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so when you just pause for a second and ask that question, uh, you know, what comes to mind? And, and I, I don't, I think you get to a wall pretty quick. This is not debatable, in other words. Right. If you're a believer, then obviously you are someone else's idea, and that's God, right, if you believe that he is your creator. So if you're his idea, well, let that settle in, you know, really meditate on that for a minute. I think that's a that's a good uh, sort of train track switch. Just that thought reminds you that there's purpose. Mm-hmm. Pur- the purpose is uh, inferred, but it's it's there's so much intention. So when you think about that, then you also have to go to the place where you say, "Well, if God, if I am God's idea, not just my life, but the concept of who I am, who you are, He thought that up." Mm. Why did he do it? And did he do it completely? Now, these are things that I'll spend 20 minutes talking through or an hour with one person because there's time to do it. So we have to go through them fairly quickly here. But if you are God's idea, which I think <laughs> we have to agree on, then you have to also agree that that, that is a complete idea. So the, the, the next question you ask from there is, you know, where does that idea exist? And, you know, this isn't uh, some philosophical thing. This is just simple questions. Answer them, you know. And that'll help you begin to know that not only did God create you, but he didn't sling you out here and say, you figure it out. 
he, he did it in the same way that he would put food in your belly, or actually, he, we, don't, we trust him for the air in our lungs. We walk around all day trusting him for that. Mm. But then we freak out about food in our belly. Now, that would be an evil God that would give you one and not the other. So these are things people have to stop and spend time with God on and really meditate on who he is, how he feels about us. So when you think about purpose, which is way overused, all you have to do is go, wait a second. I'm his idea because he made me. That's a complete idea. That idea exists somewhere. And then you can start connecting dots. So this is, to me, this is taking the the cliche personal development, rah-rah encouragement that exists around us of you matter, your life matters, you know. Those are not false statements. They're true. Right. But this is taking them to a deeper level. It's saying, you know, okay, you matter. And if you matter, right. then what does that mean? Well, it means you were created. You, you were an idea that was birthed into the atmosphere by the Lord for such a time as this. It's complete, and therefore you can step into it. Right. So it's, it's a way for folks to kind of get beyond the uh, pretty cliche, you know, usual personal development banter right. and step into something deeper that mm-hmm. can actually help them begin to formulate right. the truth. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes further. I think if you're a believer, you don't get to do it. Uh, you don't get to stay there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. You know, God, God gives us a choice. But I'm saying, where are your convictions? If you are his idea, and that is a complete idea, and he's smarter than we are and more powerful than we are, there's no moderation in this. This is not balance. Well, he didn't balance anything with us. He paid everything. Mm. So I think we have to be not only uh, redirected and encouraged, but we have to be convicted about this. Mm-hmm. You have a responsibility, in other words, to right. uncover this idea. That's where dreaming comes in. But when you know that it's already... Here's another way to look at it. So when you when you hear about a great idea... Um, what do you do? What do you do when you hear about a great idea? I step into it. I want to learn more about this. You want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that right there is the nugget. When you hear about a great idea, if, if God made you, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It has intent already built into it. So there's purpose. He has a will <laughs> and a plan and all that stuff. We know that. We don't get to do that. We have to step into that. And so we don't have to beg him for it, though. We have to just learn how to reach for it in the right way. So, but, but to keep it simple, when you hear about a great idea or something is very interesting or profound to you, yes, you want to learn more. So now your prayers, or now that time spent with him is less of a typical type prayer where you're begging God to bless you or to, you know, help you get through something or, or whatever. And I'm not saying all that's wrong. I'm just saying that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. So you go from, a, from one mode of uh, saying, Lord, you know, please uh, help me accomplish something or, uh, you know, help me gain more customers or, you know, give me favor here or these types of things. And then you, you, you go from that 
sort of humanistic type approach to, you know, or, or what I might call Christian-centered versus Christ-centered. And, you, and you, you go to the childlike place where you say, Lord, I'm so excited about what you are doing. I can see parts of it in these desires you've put in my heart and the ways that I'm helping people or whatever. But this is you asking, seeking, knocking. Now you're asking him with great childlike expectation to uncover it, to keep uncovering it. That's the kid going to Disney, the one in the back of the minivan who's excited. He may be saying, how long is it going to take? But he's not saying it out of doubt. He's saying it out of exuberance. Right. Whereas the other guy or, or gal is complaining. How long is this going to take? I'm sick of this. When can I go to the bathroom? You know, that's also the difference between Mary, mother of Jesus, and her kind of how to the angel versus Zechariah, uh, John the Baptist's father. But well, we see how God dealt with those two. One's coming from doubt. One's coming from childlike exuberance. So plugging that back in, we need to approach God or that blank sheet of paper or whatever. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, just get a stack of post-its. So you, but when, you, when you press into that, he's going to show you things. And if you don't believe that, then okay, then don't do it. Well, the, 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 the overarching thing that I'm feeling in this whole conversation is that how many people actually get beyond their complaints and distractions to want to press into, you know, who God's called them to be and, and, and whose yeah. idea they are. That's the thing for me. Is that, that's the tension I want to resolve. You know, this is like I yeah. see a bunch of people, the wake up part of our show right. is the part that I'm kind of my heart's beating for right now. You know, because there's a mass of people mm-hmm. who are stuck in complaint, right. stuck in fear, stuck in all of this stuff, right. and it's like they're not even they're not even open to the idea that they're God's idea because they're being Zachariah and the spoiled little kid. Right, and that goes back to last week. You know, you get sometimes you just yeah. get frustrated and you're like, "Come on!" Like, well, there's a lot of people that we can help, uh, or you know, whoever can go help them, but don't let something get in the way of them getting help, pride or, uh, you know, or, or if we've helped you or something, you know, tell some other people. Like, yeah, that, there's a lot of that. But the other side of that, there's a gentle perseverance. I mean, I get texts all the time, and, and, and I, I love that because I, I love to help people. I mean, I, I love the people we work with. It's, 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 it, there's nothing like it for me. But not everybody feels that way, but... But I, I want this correspondence. I want to hear this stuff because when I hear it, I can help. Mm-hmm. When I when it goes silent, then that I get frustrated. And you know, where are you? But but that's right. That's that's where many people are. It, but a lot of it goes back to it goes back to those traumas and strongholds we talk about. But it also goes back to just people don't know. Mm. They don't know. They they may innately know something. But they don't have the words for it. They don't understand the, the map, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or the hopscotch, or, or how to waltz with God and let him lead. They don't understand that. And, uh, but, but there is a way to do it. Um, there's a lot of individual organic nuances to it. So it's not a one-size-fits-all in that level. But the depth of it, there is a corporate way to do this that will, you will get there. And I've seen it over and over and over enough to stand on it, but I had to do it myself. Mm. So anyway, 
Yeah, so dreaming with God starts with, for those who are interested, you have to sit down for a second and just recognize that you are his idea. And that idea is a completed idea. That idea exists in the mind of God. That means it comes from heaven. And that means that's where you originate. I don't know how you can debate it, um, but people try. But you can't really. So when you know that, it's already done spiritually. What's your job? To uncover it here Mm -hmm. and carry it out. And when you step into that, you will begin to see it. Why? Because God wants us to know. He says, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Those are the markers. But they don't just pop up. You have to press into them. Mm -hmm. You have to take that time to do it. And if you don't, then you spin and you stay either striving and heavy or striving for some type of security. Well, well once I have the money or you, 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 you go apathetic in the comfort mm. of your own understanding. And that's where most people are. But what we're seeing is the people that we're working with are coming out of that, emerging from that, going, wait a minute, God made me. I'm here. I got stuff to do. That's where people get fired up. That's where their value just goes full bloom. Yeah. That's that awakening part. That that's that you know, the sleeping giant coming away. That's right. And that's the that's the part that's hard because, you know, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of uh jurisdiction over that. That's something that the Holy Spirit does in the heart of an individual. Now we can certainly aid in that by watering and planting seeds and you know what I'm saying. But uh, getting people to a point where they're ready to wake up. Well, that's right. People have a choice, but uh, it does tie together with if if God wired you to to do this, uh, you can stand on it. And Mm -hmm. so I stand on it for that reason, and I see it work. But at the same time, you know, what I see mostly is a few people who just, you know, (laughs) God's very good at vetting willing hearts. There are different levels and different engagement periods and all that. So, so everybody's in different places. But I, I am seeing mostly, we are seeing mostly, you know, 95% uh, uh, success in getting people from here to here and, and moving in the right direction all the way to carrying this stuff out that they're meant to do. Right. So, and I've never seen that anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, it's, it's not theory. It's working. Yeah, <laughs> it's moving. We have proof of concept, it's not happening. just in the people, but uh, I mean, I've put my whole life and st- my family and everything at stake for this. Here it is, and and so you know. Anyway, so when you, you think about your you, your God's idea, you have to dig into that, and that's what the dreaming process is. You're not having to figure it all out. You're having to learn more about why he made you, and mm. he's the one that will show you. Why? Because he wants to. Mm. He made you to know. Yes. So we'll talk about going back and talk about the obstacles again now that we've got that content. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in and listening to this first segment of Wake Up Our Faith. Uh, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams will be back for more right after this. 
Hey, everybody, we hope you are enjoying this week's broadcast. If you want to dive into these principles and topics in a very organic and personal way, we really encourage you to consider our one-to-one mentoring and discipleship through the Life Center and Uprint. In order to get that started, schedule a discovery call by visiting uprint.life. That's Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Hello, and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside-down living. Matt Hamm, Kevin Adams with you. Uh, We are live streaming this Wednesday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter as we do every week. Many thanks to TK and the Big Talker Studios for producing today's show. Uh, We are rebroadcast every weekend on Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday morning. You can catch our archive of shows on our podcast, which is streaming on iTunes as well as Spotify. If you want to get plugged in and learn more about discovering your unique purpose and stepping into this community, this growing community, uh, you can do so at wakeupmyfaith.com. That's wakeupmyfaith.com. So, Kev, today we are diving headfirst into the concept of dreaming with God by pressing in a new question rather than just, what's my purpose or, you know, what's my identity, uh, by going back to the root and saying, whose idea are you? Yes. And uh, great question. And so we're going to press into that because there's a lot of folks who don't press into that because of the obstacles and distractions and all the things that are going on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I I read this, I don't know if I did it last week or the week before, but uh, I want to read it again because this is really, really important. And it's something that I sent to to one of our good friends and clients. But, uh, you know, last week's show was Turning Point. we talked about trading in uh, our best for his best. So it's the same idea, but we've got to put it in the context that it's done. You are done in heaven. You've already been created. That's right. <laughs> and so when you think about it that way, you have to, your job isn't to make it happen. Mm. It's to press in and uncover it. Think about it like the endearing moment where your children want to open their Christmas presents uh, on Christmas morning. You know, you don't withhold them. You wrap them up. They have to work at it a little bit. Everybody wins. It's a joyful moment. Uh, But you want them to open those things. Mm. Uh, So, you know, put it in that kind of context. You have to apply this type of feeling to God um, because he's real. He has a personality, and he thought us up, and he made us in his image. It doesn't mean we're exactly like him on every level. It means we are. We can be a vessel for him to work through. And when we start to look like him, he will pour into that, attach himself to it, and purpose will be uncovered. It doesn't come from a book. It comes from discipleship. And uh, it comes from being led by the Spirit. But these are the sort of technical moments where you can actually begin this process gently, but with profound results. You know, I love the Mm. metaphor analogy you painted there with the picture of kids opening up Christmas presents. You know, in the Word, it talks about gifts, spiritual gifts. Right. And there's multiple ones. And you talk about my gift, you know. When you start thinking about your gift as not something that you have to figure out, not not a problem you have to solve, not a course you have to take, you know, your gift is simply right. God has given it to you, but he's wrapped it up 
Yes. And so you've got to step in and start to peel back the layers and uncover the gift. Yes. And that's that co-laboring dynamic. Yes. And I think most people approach their spiritual gift with uh, this ethereal, far off in the you know uh, the universe type thing that maybe they learn it, maybe they don't, maybe they took a test, maybe somebody prophesied it over them, and so it floats around out there instead of being something they actively pursue uncovering. Right. Well, yeah. It, I mean, it. This is a good thing. So when what what's the uh, you know, and I'll read that if I have time, if we have time. But uh, it, what's the along those lines? What what's happening with children on Christmas morning? What's going on with them? What's their demeanor? I mean, it's just almost the same in any healthy home. Uh, you know, where people do Christmas, I guess. Um, you see childlike exuberance. You see kids getting up super early. They're ready to go. They're excited. Think about that. Yeah. You know, you have to feel that. And I've had people say, well, I don't know how to feel or I don't have imagine uh, how to imagine things like that. But I, I can always come up with examples and they go, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. So that's a good one. But think about being the child in that. And, and you probably were at some point. Uh, <laughs> I sent you a picture of me and my brother on that our bikes in so like 74 uh, with these little dirt bikes. And, you know, but that was Christmas Day. Oh, and okay. uh, so we had just gotten them. And it's the funniest thing. But you got to be like those kids. Mm. You have to treat God as if he's worth unwrapping and digging in. And pr- that's why he... He wants us to participate. He's not making us do it. We need to hunger for it. We need to get excited about it. With that also comes, now get this, expectation. Mm. We have to expect that what God says is true, it is actually true. And that's, I think that's the biggest lesson of my life is just telling people how much better he is than they, than they thought. Right. It's like people are scared to open the present because it's a pair of underwear or something. Yeah. You know, the yeah. expectation sure. is he's a good father. It's going to be some good stuff in there. It's well, fine. is underwear, if that's your desires of your heart, yeah. then you can expect it. Come on. But uh, it, when you are going after something, there's a craving in you for certain things. Now, these are not based on flesh or spirit or any of that because... You like certain foods. God gave you taste buds. That's flesh. It's good. So we can't divide it out that way, and the world's done that. What we have to do is recognize what's coming from God and dig into it. And we say he's good, but most people don't truly let that in their heart. Mm. When you do that, that's why we go back through this incredible, huge teaching that takes time about being the child being the bride and being the friend, mm-hmm. how he sees us. But you have to be childlike to dream. And it's like opening up packages. It takes a little effort. But what's driving you is expectation and exuberance and just excitement. You know, wow, I can't wait. Look at that one. I can't wait. So that's what dreaming is, in my view, and how I've learned to do it over the years. And I've seen incredible things happen. I mean things that most people don't see. So if you want that, you want to know why you're here, I, 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 this is not about me, but I want to say this. 
if, if, you, if you've met me, what you know is I know who I am, and I know why I'm here, mm. and I'll stand on it. Absolutely. Most people don't know that about themselves. Mm. So my heart and our heart is to help people get there, and we can't mm. because if God does it for me, he'll do it for them. Yeah. He's no respecter of persons, but he loves his kiddos. So this is really, really important. Why? Because when you, it's not just about filling those desires. Those desires are markers for purpose. That means there are people waiting on you to step into that thing and uncover it. And step by step by step, you're going to end up bearing fruit from that. There's nothing like it. It's true freedom. One of the things that the Holy Spirit's just put on my heart in this moment is that people are asking the wrong questions. And, you know, we walk with a lot of different folks and encounter a lot of different folks. And even this week, I was walking with some uh, folks in a business context, and they were saying, you know, how do I brand myself? How do I stand apart? Mm -hmm. This is the question they ask. Yeah. And, you know, I said, standing, your, standing apart and branding yourself is not some strategic thing with a, you know, cool creative team who <laughs> puts a slogan there or whatever. Right. Like, right. it starts with this, this question, whose idea are you? I mean, yes. the way you brand yourself, the way you stand apart is by being who you are. It's the only thing you have. Right. It's not by outworking everybody else or being flashier or having a better marketing team or, you know, having better customer service. Yeah. All of those things are important. But right. most people don't come to the root of it to say what what identifies me in my uniqueness has already been put right. forth in the earth. And so I just get people are asking the wrong questions, and they're trying right. to solve the wrong problem. You know, yeah. the problem is the problem of identity, like you said. Right. I know who I am, and I'm free, and I can live right. in that. That's yeah. the ultimate question and problem we need right. to solve. Is why well, we named the show that. <laughs> Think about it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just uh, the idea is to get you thinking truly differently. And not roll your eyes and not say, oh, yeah, I know what that means, or you've been there and done that and bought the, you know, T-shirt. We run into that sometimes, but, but once people step in just a little bit, they go, oh, wait, wait, this is different. This mm -hmm. is way different. So <clears throat> this is why it's different, because we, we flip everything over and look at it, truly look at it, but we have expectation about it. So I, I've told several people, like, you know, if, if, I care more about your spiritual health than you do, um, you know, you need to rethink. Mm -hmm. And people, I think they, they grab hold of that, and they, it's convicting, in other words. It's not meant to, to be ugly. It's meant to be convicting. You don't want to waste your time. So you need conviction. Um, and those questions evoke that and provoke that. Uh, you know, you could even go as far to say that, if you know, for, for those who don't know who they are, uh, the natural path is to worship man. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think it's, I think they don't mean to. But, you know, what is man? It's man's ways. It's the highest of science and medicine and government and all of that. Well, it's not that these things are wrong. They're very helpful, and they're from God. They've been corrupted and perverted, a lot of it, but... Uh, we worship those things instead of God. That means we bow our knee to those things, which we see all around us going on. And people rationalize it. You know, I don't like confrontation and all that. <laughs> it's just, you know, when you know who you are and you have that sense of mission about your life, mm. 
Uh, it's not about confrontation. It's about carrying out the thing God made you to do. It's already done. Your job is to carry it out right here on earth. You're abiding in him. Where is he? Jesus at the right hand of the Father in heaven. You're here, filled with the Spirit. Know, you know that the Father is your Father, our Father. How do we pray, right? So this is a, this is a model that God set up. We're the ones on earth. He lives in us. We let him work through us. When we do that, it cannot fail. But, when the, but the shape of who we are, if you will, being a certain vessel, uh, we, that's, that's him, his genius through us. You know, here's, here's a good text. Uh, I think we sent it out Monday. Faith reveals the fingerprints of God. Trials prepare your character for leaving them on the world. Learn to embrace both, and your life will become an authentic expression of God to all who cross your path. So there's a lot in that, but it's about expectation. It's about exuberance. It's about knocking on heaven's door, right? Because you're from there. You're saying, show me more. I can't wait. I know that you will. It's not, God, God is not the great I can. Yeah, he can do anything, but that's just kind of halfway watered down. You have to understand what he is doing, what he has done, and what he will do based on that. Like David, the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear will deliver me from this Philistine. God is I am. He is, and he is I am willing. So it's not about trying to get him to do what we think is best or what some doctor tells you or, you know, doctors told my son and his wife that their kid was going to die. Yeah. And they said, fear does not come in this room. Mm. Now that's, that's God. Yes. And it's not about how great these young people are, that they are. It's about them pointing to him. Now we've got to get a hold of that. Why? It's more important than ever because we're in a season that you, you're either going to follow the ways of man, which you can see the corruption all around us. Mm-hmm and live by it, or you're going to walk by faith, be led by the Spirit. And once you can do that and you know who you are, it cannot fail. Why? Because it started with God, and he doesn't, he doesn't fail. That's where the gates of hell do not prevail against the church, because we are the church. Yeah. It's not a building you know, that uh, sits empty most of the week. It's us. The, it's, it's funny, I hear these... Uh, fighter jets flying around outside and um just they're loud (laughs) they are it's 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 interesting though because we are we are in a spiritual battle a spiritual war right and we have to understand that there are so many things that are fighting for our attention and affection yes and ultimately what you said about um your son tyler and and their um Mm -hmm. their miracle that we 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 shared on a show a few weeks back right is There are people whose science is their God. Now, they wouldn't admit that because they're a follower of Jesus, but science says... Right. So really what you're saying is that science trumps God. Yes. And then there's people who... That's what they say. Exactly. With their actions. Exactly. And and so the, the ultimate bottom line in all of this is that what is sitting on the throne of your heart what has your greatest expectations and you know so many folks right now are just completely lost because they've placed their expectations and their hope 
in things that cannot save them. And God is sitting over here playing third, fourth fiddle to, you know, government or income or, you know, approval of man or the laundry list of things that sit on the throne of our heart until someone sits down with the Holy Spirit and lets the Holy Spirit wreck them to the point where they say, I have placed other things on the throne of my life. You cannot step into the idea that you are God's idea. That's right. So this might be an appropriate time to take a minute and read this again, because this is, I'm getting a lot of good feedback when when I share this with people. Um, So I'll I'll go ahead and read it, but it it taps right into that. And look, we'll continue on this dreaming idea because there's so much more to this, but uh, it's worth taking time on. Uh, Our heart is to help people because God made you to do something, but it's not about doing, it's about who you are. The doing comes from that. So, uh, you know, I, I, someone asked me recently, you know, how did how did you grab hold of this? When was that moment? It wasn't really a moment. It was a series of moments. But I said recognition. Once I had nothing left to rely on, once I lost every possible escape, once I had to actually and fully rely upon God. Now, that's a big question, right? Mm. I learned not only that I could trust him, first part, right? but that I can expect him to be good to me on every level. That's, you know, that you got to get a hold of that. And that he made me uniquely at this moment in history to accomplish a specific mission, something even greater than I could have imagined or done in my own strength or intellect or skills or resources. I don't rely on any of that stuff. He plugs it back in, right, to that purpose which I know mine, right? So anyway, just to finish this up, it was like trading my best for his best. Now, that's what our title was last week. And it changed my life for good. And more importantly, it has changed thousands of other lives too. I know that for sure. It could be more. So once you decide you want his best for you, the next step uh, is is to gradually learn to rely upon him for everything. That's crucial, right? It doesn't mean losing everything, quote unquote, losing everything. That's where people get lost. But simply letting go of everything, letting go of its power over your heart. That's another nugget. It's crucial. With that practice, you also let go of all fear, fear of death, fear of poverty, and the fear of the opinions of others. Once you're free of these things, Nothing on this earth will have power over your heart. This is true freedom. This is where you are ready to live out who you are. And God will begin to reveal it. And then I go on to, to talk about the specific ways. So there's a lot more to this. We, we, we're just going to have to do more shows on it. Yeah. But that right there taps right into that we need to keep talking about it. This is a good moment just to let anyone who's listening know that if you want to press into this, because there is a uh, organic, unique, specific design in your own life, if you want to press into this, that's the work that we do uh, on multiple levels. And so you can reach out or get connected at our website, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T.L-I-F-E. We can set up an initial discovery call to kind of find out who you are, what's going on, where you are, what are you hungry for, and then get you plugged into uh, both our portable faith community and even our one-to-one mentoring and discipleship. So that is an open invitation for anyone who wants to dive deeper into answering these questions about purpose and legacy and direction and all the questions people normally ask. 
yeah. we're going to turn those questions back and dive a little bit deeper. Um, so, you know, Kev, we um, looking here, we've got probably, I don't know, five or so minutes before we wrap up, six minutes before we wrap up. Okay. Um, where, where do we want to land the plane for today's show? Because um, I know there's, like you said, so much more we could say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just recognize that you are his idea, and it's done, and your job is to uncover it and give yourself the freedom uh, momentarily to feel that, to let that in your heart. That's why you need some quiet time. But that go, that works in conjunction with time in the Word, but felt, appreciated uh, deeply, and uh, spending time in Thanksgiving, just a few minutes true thanksgiving meditative these things work together um i ask people all the time are you doing it? and i hear yeah and no i need to and that kind of stuff so there's a big chore here but it's worth it it's the greatest investment you can make uh for your life um and the more you see other things failing and institutions failing and ridiculous counterfeit ideas out there uh the more hopefully it will motivate you uh, to stop looking at the circumstances or the dark room and just become the light that you're meant to be. Yeah. And that's that should convict you. I'm glad you said that because I think one of the great failings of this uh, modern Christianity, as we want to call it that, is they're so focused on the darkness. And it's yeah. like they're trying to fight the darkness by yelling at it right? instead of just being the light, which is something right. you've been saying now for a couple months. Yeah. Light bulbs don't complain about the darkness. That's they right. just go and be light. That's right. And, you know, and they are fulfilled in that. Right. And God, God gets glorified because right. he is light. Amen. So the, the, this is a testimonial from me. You've pressed on me before. You said, Matt, you've got to do the things we teach people to do. You know, you've got to be spending time. And mm-hmm. I would say that I'm very good at doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, have spent the last couple of years, most of the days mm-hmm. I've spent, um, have been pressing into this of of spending time in the Word, feeling it, mm-hmm. meditating from a place of thanksgiving, and then beginning to dream and and you know see what it is mm-hmm. that God's wanting to uncover. And and that I would say is has been a direct. Um, um, reason for the growth that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But like this morning, I know uh, we had a long night with the baby. And so I ended up falling asleep on the couch and didn't wake up until late, right. rushed around. I didn't get a chance to do it. Yeah. And the kids are home from school this week. It was just crazy. Uh-huh. And as I was driving here today, I felt the chaos in my spirit. Uh-huh. It was just, I was unsettled. I was not grounded and rooted. And so I actually took some time as I was driving here and even walking into the studio today and I just said, Father God, and I went to that place. Uh-huh. And I just, I did the thing that we teach people to do mm-hmm. before I stepped in. Mm-hmm. And it really brought my entire demeanor full circle from where yeah. I was. So yeah. know it can be done. It not have to be done first thing in the morning. You can do this throughout the day. Yeah. But you have a choice right. on choosing whether to steer the ship. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, it. that's the other thing is I don't, uh, I just feel like it's a constant uh, relationship. Uh, at least from, from my perspective. So uh, you can get into that mode where, yeah, you still have tough moments. Um, this world is not redeemed, but we are. So, you know, it, it's there's a lot to it. I, I just, you know, I want to go back through it. I did want to say this real quick, if we got a minute or so. Yeah, we've got like three, I think. Uh, this is, you know, something I've been... Uh, kind of talking about a little bit here and there because it taps into it's a great example I'm not putting anyone down or not here to you know 
save the world from weird ideas. But um, I, I do want to say that we, it, the more we talk about the mask thing, the more we're seeing people uh, get brave and step in. People, I mean, if you want to do it, that's up to you. But, uh, you know, it's funny. People have this muscle memory about it. And so, but I wanted to say this because uh, my wife and I both uh, have seen this done right from businesses. Uh, the, the difficulty is, uh, you know, there's so much to it, but the difficulty that we find is people who are nasty in stores and they treat you nasty like it's some kind of license uh, to just be uh, really harsh and mean and, and it's a, an attack. Uh, you know, it's not a law. It's not a law. You do have the right, if you own a business or whatever, to, to make that demand, but you can be kind about it. That's what I'm talking about. So whether you like masking, I, I'm, uh, you know, if you do, great. I don't. Never touched one, not gonna. So, you know, I have a firm stand on this, but the, the dividing line here isn't just whether you wear it or not. It's simply uh, how are you treated by other people, and I want to say we go to Publix, and they are the gold standard. They have a, they, they follow it. They do the best they can with it, but they treat us great. And we're typically the only ones walking around in there with no mask. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you don't like me because of it. That's a different issue. But these businesses, um, I just want to say thank you, Publix. We've talked to them, and they're like, if you ever run into that from our employees, you let us know. Everybody's welcome here. So that can be done, but where it hasn't been done, uh, you know, we want to we, we want to highlight those businesses too. Absolutely, uh, you know, Staples, Panera, Lighthouse, Tower Seven, nasty, nasty, treating people we know and us horribly. So hopefully that's a wake up call for you guys. Yeah, uh, that you're treating people like crap. And uh, anyway, I just want to say it. I'm 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 the one going out on a limb. That's not anybody but me. But Publix is doing it right. Yeah, and, and we just we just are thankful. Absolutely. Well, treating people is is a huge part of you know just uh, I think our call. But uh, um, guys, thank you so much for jumping in today, Kevin. Thank you, man, for continuing to press in. Uh, TK, thanks for producing the show. Guys, we're wrapping up this week. Do get connected with us. Uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T.L-I-F-E. You guys have a great week. 